I've been reading this book by Watchman Nee. Are you familiar at all? Yeah. Um, that talks about your God is rich beyond your measures, and all all He wants you to do is keep asking for more. <laughs> what book is it? Oh, you wrote more than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you how dumb I am. <laughs> I'm all proud that I kind of read a book. I listened to it on audio. <laughs> I read a book. Man, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, sit. Walk. Stand. In that order. Um... <laughs> When he was writing those books, he did he live over there? He lived over there, right? He's Chinese. I know. Did so he live there? Yeah. Uh, that's illegal to be Christian in China, right? Well, this was hundreds of years ago. Wasn't it quite illegal to be Christian then? I don't think. Didn't he write it in like? It might have been. Did he write it in the nineteen hundreds though? Mid nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Oh. I don't. This is an easy thing to figure out. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, um, it's such a simple, like, short book. I could almost probably read it. Actually, um, I might. In fact, I'm gonna ask my wife to read it. She buys all these self-help books just stacked on the side of her bed, and I'm just like, I don't even want to ask. Like, what the heck are you doing here? Yeah. So, nineteen oh three to seventy two. Is when he was alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So he started out probably as free, but then by the seventies he was not. Okay, for sure. Okay, and I think this book was written, I believe, the uh, end of the forties. I believe is what I remember. So that would have been right in the middle of the persecution and shutting everything down. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Because he tells a story at the end of the book about how they're out. Preaching, so that must have been pre-shutdowns. And nope, they did it full-on shutdown, man. They never just because government shuts us down. Like, there's one thing about like even everything that's going on in America. Like, there are Christians in communist China. There's a higher cost to what they do. Like, they can't hold government jobs and those sorts of things. Oh, but or they'll end up in a camp. But you don't want to end up in a camp because you don't you don't leave the camps, you know. And so, um, but even if America does become full communist, like Christians are should still be Christians because mm-hmm. even well, especially then because we're the ones that we kind of have a monopoly on hope. We do have a monopoly on hope. That's you know, a crazy like, thing to say. Like, outside of Christ, like, what hope do we have? Like, maybe we enjoy 90 years of our life, if you're lucky, 90, you know, then you die and go to hell. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's no, there's no escaping death unless you believe in Christ. Like, but, mm, 
Well, that was an interesting thing. Um, I heard an interview with Tucker Carlson, who is a very interesting character, clearly, and uh, somebody who, <clears throat> you know, is disputed, obviously, in some arenas. But one interesting thing he said is, like, people don't contemplate what they're doing after this life, ever now. It's, like, such a weird thing. Contemplate all these other things, but no, nobody even asks about what's going to happen after. They don't even ask a question. I thought, whoa, that is very interesting. It's our supposedly each generation is getting smarter and smarter, or more whatever, more humanitarian, supposedly. But no, nobody's asking what might be occurring after this. No, but we're going. We're we think we're going forward, but we are going so far backwards right now that it's not even funny. Like, we are in full-on reverse, going back to, just going backwards. You know, we may have so much more information that we can have and process, but we don't, we've tried to separate virtue from life. Like, being, having honor, being honest, having integrity. Those things don't have value in our society the way they should. So you have people with a whole lot more information. And with more information does come more power because you can manipulate things and you can and gain things. Mm -hmm. But then you, we don't have leaders or people that are really have the character to handle it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, and like in the mid 16th century, you know, when America became a country, like there was a real um, moral obligation to have virtue, you know, mm -hmm. and with the information that they had, like, they wrote the Constitution, they gave people freedoms that are really hard to fathom, really. Like, if you live outside of America, even if America loses half of its freedoms, we're still more free than just about any other country that I've been to. Mm -hmm. I've been to 20-some countries, I mean, not a ton, but just the freedoms that we have are just so like we have so many freedoms and to say that they're bad is not well I mean we're going backwards mm -hmm. you know we're stripping away our freedoms and we're stripping away well such an interesting ploy of evil to be like um the same country that gave us, you know, increased um, racial um, unity is now the same country that they're blaming for issues that we still have to work out, right? 
So apparently we were supposed to snap our fingers when America came to be and be like, oh, wow, nobody's going to be racist anymore. Because we didn't do that, then America's bad, apparently. Mm-hmm. Really two different issues in some degree where the people that the I boil it down to humanism, the, the base level humanists are being like, if there's any sort of racial divide, that's something that's against them. So they're, they're teaming up with yeah, racial hate. It's like, what? Well, we're, again, we're going backwards with this progressive movement of where, like, we're, we're segregating ourselves again. Like, we went through desegregation in the 60s, and now we're segregating ourselves. Right. Like, just look at Netflix. I mean, go to the store. I mean, oh, there's the white section. Oh, here's the black section. Like, there's more segregation now that we've... I don't even know what we're, what this, what we're going through, what you'd call it, but this idea of like pulling off the pictures of Aunt Jemima, like, or taking the Indian off the land of lakes. Like now you only see white people on cartons. Like <laughs> little Debbie's still there. You know what I mean? Or like streaming, like scrolling through Netflix, like oh, black interest movies. Like, oh, okay. So, so we're going back and we're segregating ourselves out. Why not just, here's good movies, mm-hmm. you know, which is what we had even nine months ago. Hmm. Now we're, well, no, these are special black movies. Some of them are good. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't good. Mm-hmm. You know, just on the quality of film, not content or anything like that. I haven't watched them all, but, you know what I mean? Like, we're going backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. So I have a, you said a monopoly on hope, which is like, I don't know if you just thought of that or you heard that before. That is a huge. That's a huge statement. That's a that's really, really poignant and uh, concise statement. That is absolutely true. One of my buddies, who's um, of liberal persuasion. We rarely agree, but we often agree to disagree, or something like that. Um, I really appreciate his perspective. Um, he's like, mm, your side lost. He's like, how come you're so like chill about it? And I'm like, I'm like, well, for one, my background of social work, you know, it teaches you to emotionally regulate. For one. So that's one, you know, like there's a lot of emotional energy you could put out in hate and frustration, which I'm electing not to do, which I would recommend all of America not to do, but um, especially the conservatives that are full of angst right now, which I completely understand. I've gone through that and been tempted to drink more and 
But he's like, how do you stay so chill about it? I'm like, well, really, like, I know you don't want to hear this because he doesn't like my faith. I'm like, really? It's because I, I trust God, you know? It's really the base. That's, that's the real answer. Yeah. He's like, oh, it must be so nice just to be able to trust some God that's not there. And I said, I told him, like, you know what? I've actually come to this conclusion that if my God is not real and my faith is not real in the end, that's still a better life to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And he actually, he, he agreed, you know, he's like, wow, that's, that's it's very interesting. It, it is it's an interesting perspective. Um, I, I know God's real more than I know the earth is round as opposed to flat. And I, I've seen more of God work in my life than I could be convinced of Europe or Asia because I've never been there. <laughs> God's answering my prayers every day. So that I'm very convinced of. So, whatever. But the monopoly of hope, I think, is uh, it, it's also part of the power struggle, too. There's people with power. Um, they're trying to take away some hope because the people in power want to be the, the answer, right? So then that would be frustrating, I would assume, for people who are just naturally... Because, you know, that's a human nature thing. Power and corruption is a human nature thing. Yeah. You you and I, as virtuous as we might try to think we are, if we were in positions of high power, we likely, unbalanced and unchecked, would be the same exact way. That's yeah. how people work. It's human nature, law, human nature, um, which some people disagree with. But um, so I'm sure all that hope <laughs> that's derived, you know, separate from the people of power, I'm sure is uh, is is threatening to people who are looking to have more power. You know, those people didn't necessarily go looking for power either, you know. I don't know if Google necessarily went out and looked for power there. They try to develop a business, and then, of course, all of a sudden you stumble on, oh, wow, we control the Internet, and now we control, essentially, the world. Um, that's a pretty intoxicated thing, I'm sure. Um they're not mad that they have that power now, and their and their interpretation of that power is not that it's not as evil as uh, as look stepping back like we're look, calling them evil, but um, it's like they're trying to their interpretation of that power is they're trying to make the world a better place by censoring people, and they're trying to make a world. A better place if something they don't understand or whatever they're going to try to remove it from the social lexicon yeah so they don't i'm sure they don't see themselves as evil positive of that yeah Speaking of sacrifice, I'm sure they they feel like they're sacrificing for the good, the greater good. And they're just wearing a cape. Yeah.
So, did you have an idea where to go next? I don't. So I was thinking like, um, this is a time when, let's not kid ourselves, there's not going to be a whole lot of people with liberal persuasions listening to this podcast. And if they do, they have some major guts and strength, major props to you. But our, our primary audience is likely going to be conservative people. So, um, how, how should conservatives handle this time where they feel like conspiracy theories abound? There's fear of instant socialism, which is not necessarily true, although history will show that we are slowly, we've been slowly marching towards socialistic, um, things for the last 30 years, so uh, this is not something that's new, actually. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I talk to people that are, like, listening to conservative news every day, and they're, like, trying not to freak out on a daily basis, you know, drinking yeah. more, stressing out. Um, what, what would your suggestion be to how they should approach their daily life and try to, like, move forward with things um like well the well, like what you're talking about just a minute ago talking about like on a monopoly of hope, you know, like there's one thing that like with Christ that always sticks out to me and it's the Prince of Peace. Like and all the things that go on in this world, like I I my perspective's slightly different, you know, and I, I think of even when the people who wrote the Bible, like the times that they lived in were not ever peaceful, real, like really peaceful, you know? Yeah. They're occupied, right? <laughs> they were occupied. They were being butchered, you know, and, but they still had hope. They still had hope in a Messiah. They still were waiting, you know, for the Prince of Peace. And that's what I, I think about a lot. And, and so, for me, like, I, if I don't have peace, like, I struggle, you know, so I, like, if I start to feel anxious about something, like, or something comes up, I deal with it right away, because I can't, I don't have the emotional capacity to sit there and carry it around. Completely same. And so, um, I end up taking it to Christ, and it's hard with, if you listen to a lot of mainstream media, no matter what side you're on, just the rhetoric that they use, they use it and they are manipulating people's emotions all the time instead of just looking at facts. It's big business. I mean, news is big business. Yeah, news is like almost... It's entertainment. It, it's entertainment now, where if you 
even if you watch other countries' news, it's not it's not strictly entertainment value. It might be propaganda, but sure, you know, it's it's not there to. And they're also not making nearly as much money. <laughs> but they aren't. But people are getting manipulated by looking at at that instead of looking at Christ. Or, and again, like if if you don't have Christ, if he's not the center, then what hope are you holding on to? You know? Like, yeah. like really, like what... If you're a Christian and you're and you're being swayed so much by what you see on the news, like you need to ground yourself, get grounded for people that aren't like aren't Christians. You know that's there's some practical things you probably should do or could do. Like um, there's one thing if the federal government makes a, a mandate like. What's your local law enforcement doing? So local local government is more important in your daily life than the federal government. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many. I've never, I've only seen a couple of representatives or governors in my life, you know, but I see the cops all the time, mm-hmm. you know. So, or the sheriff or, you know, the DA, mm-hmm. like... Even in our county, like, they've made different mandates, and they're just like, we're not going to enforce those, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're going to stand up for our freedoms, which is nice that we can, Mm -hmm. we live in our county, you know, most aren't like that. Mm -hmm. And so getting involved in local politics would be one way to do it. If you want to see, like, change. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think what you said about um, when you feel unsettled and you can't, you don't have emotional capacity to carry that around with you, so you make it a point to give it to God. I do the same thing, and I think that's a very important thing to do. Like, you and I have had professions where we've come to the end of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Also having little kids helps you come to the end of yourself real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's not necessarily that you, um, you, you really just can't have extra stresses or else you're not going to be able to function, you know, like for real. Yeah. So in some ways, that's actually helpful to come to the end of yourself because then you're like, okay, uh, I can't do this, so I'm going to go ahead and give this to God. I do, my profession has me driving around in my own thoughts all the time, and uh, if I'm dwelling on something, stressing out about something, it's rough go. My brain goes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually... I, I was born and grew up as an overly emotional person, and that's why I developed coping mechanisms to be um, the opposite of that. So my reaction nowadays, and last 
whatever is to be unemotional, even times I should maybe be emotional because that's just a guard that I've developed, Kobe mm-hmm. mechanism. But um, you to be, it takes real work and, and uh, effort to sometimes drive around and be like, I'm going to change my brain. I'm going to change my perspective. Yeah, my dad fought for our country and for, you know, um, supposed freedoms that now maybe we might just be freely relinquishing, supposedly. I'm not sure, you know, that's the fear of many conservatives, right? Yeah. Um... So there's good cause to drive around and be stressed out. But in the end, like, I'm trying to, like, be active and work hard, put hard work into giving this over to God and trusting that you're bigger than my country. You're bigger than my ability to control my emotions. Um, I'm going to, on purpose, trust you. So I can, you know, live without being stressed out. Living a stressed out life means you come home and maybe you're an extra dick to your wife because you can't handle more stress. Or maybe your relationship with your kids are a little bit strained because you can't handle more stress that they bring because you have this external stress that you're working with. Um, it's not a good, it's not a good way to live life. Yeah, and you can't be present with where you're at if mm-hmm. you're constantly wrapped up in something else. Mm-hmm. So, well, two things. Well, you can't be present, right? So, because your mind is literally somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. wrapped up in something else. And mm-hmm. Even if you're playing with your kids or if you're trying to talk to your wife and engage your wife, mm-hmm. like, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, and then... On top of that, like, um, I forgot the second thing, but, um, well, the idea of being present, I think, is really important. In fact, our next podcast, I think maybe we should attempt to address that, because that's an element of being in the ring. Being present is an element of being in the ring. Yeah. Um, for sure. Let's wrap this one, and then maybe if we have time today, we'll talk more about that. Is that sound right? Yeah. We're nearing the 30-minute mark. So, thanks for joining us on Men in the Ring. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. Like, subscribe, advertise. Get in the ring. <laughs>